3: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.
4: The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Duck inside. Duck Insider. Insider. Inside. Inside. On the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Look out, some room. He's got some speed, and he's got the end zone at his side. Got it. Touchdown. Oops, that was too quick. Yeah. How do you like the start of this football season?
5: Oh, oops, The flush with the right hand. Goes and up. he's blocked. Wooten rejects rejection. Oregon wins. Three is go. go. Three point five. Wow. Three pointer. UNESCO. Back to back elite eight for your Oregon Ducks. Welcome to the show. Woo.
4: This is Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey
5: Mack. This is going to be a fun show. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. We have some fun highlights for you. We have some good things to talk about. And it always is more fun when the Ducks win, isn't it? How about a 21-point win for Oregon men's basketball? I joked on the broadcast that you, you know we always have our, our Coors Light sponsorship, you know, celebrate responsibly with with Coors Light, and I, I joked on the broadcast that you're always hoping to have a celebratory Coors Light after a ball game. I think that after that USC win last night, uh, every Duck fan felt that way, particularly after things went against UCLA. It was. A response that was needed for Oregon men's basketball. We will tell you about that. Your Facebook comments and questions on the show today. I do want to talk women's basketball for a lengthy portion of today's show. Kelly Graves is going to join us tomorrow on the program. And I also want to tell you, for those of you who have been wondering that when we're going to talk a little softball, practice starts tomorrow. And Missy Lombardi is on the show tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have her on the show about one thirty, somewhere in that range the new head coach for the Ducks, about to make her debut at the Jane Sanders practice field and go through the softball season as the head coach for the Ducks for the first time, and she's going to join us on the program tomorrow, so come on back for that. Today, more women's basketball conversation, uh, Sabrina Ionescu with some impressive accomplishments. The Ducks also had what I would call an MVP type of guest Uh, In Los Angeles. Uh, We're going to hear from Satu Sabali, who, by the way, has been ridiculously good in Pac-12 play. Satu Sabali has. Well, she's averaging over 20 points per game in Pac-12 contests. She balled out, and Kobe Bryant was there seeing the Ducks in action. We're going to tell you about that. She was starstruck, and she went on the postgame radio show with Terry Johns, and you could hear it in her voice. It was awesome. We have that for you on the show coming up, in addition to Kelly Graves talking about all things women's basketball. The Ducks with a couple big wins, one of them by 40 and the other by 20. I mean, you outscore an opponent by 60 points on any road trip? I don't care who the opponent is. That's impressive. Doing it against the Los Angeles schools might even be more impressive for the Ducks. Some big-time wins for Oregon at USC on Friday and at UCLA on Sunday. And in the process, I feel like this kind of flew under the radar this weekend, and, and, and I want to give it its proper due. Two players actually became the winningest players in Oregon women's basketball program history over the weekend. Maite Cazorla and Adi Gilden, the winningest players now in program history. 95 games won and counting. They're gonna end up with what? Hundred and ten? going could get fifteen more wins this year. I mean, 110 wins in a four in a four year span is is pretty impressive. So that was kind of cool to see that. And and like I said, I feel like that's the kind of thing that sort of flies under the radar. But a cool weekend for Maite Kazorla and Audi Gilden. And and I'm actually really curious to have a more in-depth conversation with Coach Graves just about how impressive that is. Because my take he has often said is the Ducks' most important player. Ruthie Hebert the most dominant, Sabrina Ionescu the best, Maite Cazorla the most important. I've heard Coach Graves say that on a few different occasions, and that's pretty cool for them to, or one of them at least, in Maite Cazorla to move into that role. And Adi Gilden, she's really made, I think, a role for herself on the team, and it's been impressive to see. Kind of cool. And we'll talk about all of that. Today also is Kelly Graves' birthday this is important news. He's on Twitter at GoduxKG, if anybody would like to wish him a happy birthday. Uh, maybe it's uh, going to be a belated happy birthday when he's on the show with us tomorrow. Can I give a shout-out? Uh, he can't always give a shout-out. Uh, Coach Graves, uh, happy birthday to you, sir. I have a feeling that on the show tomorrow we, we might have some shenanigans. I wonder. You think we're going to break any fire codes if we light a candle in, in the it studio? It feels awesome. We might... We might be violating some... I mean, there are sprinklers in the ceiling in here. I, in fact, I count four. So it would have to be maybe a very, very quick candle. But I, I don't know if we're breaking any fire codes, actually. I feel like we probably are. And I'm saying this out loud, and I'm sure somebody in the athletic department's going to hear me, and I'm going to get a text or an email saying, don't do it, Joey. Don't do it. The point I'm making is maybe we should have, you know, like a little little birthday cake for Coach Graves tomorrow. We'll have to see if we can pull something off like that. we we'll have, have to see if we can... Yeah. <laughs> get something working. In any case, uh, track and field, indoor track and field season also got rolling. We're going to tell you about that. Men's and women's tennis uh, are in action this week as well. Let's zero in a little bit on men's basketball against USC. The Ducks, I I thought that the start of the game was really important against the Trojans. After not finishing as well as the Ducks would have liked against UCLA, I I felt like just kind of getting that taste out of your mouth and coming out and sort of calming the nerves of the crowd, calming the nerves of the team. I just felt like the the start was really important. And the Ducks started extremely well. They were shooting over 50% at the second media timeout in the first half. They ended up shooting over 50% for the entire game in that 81-60 final. I felt like the start really set the tone for the Ducks. They shot 56% from the floor against USC. Dane Altman often talks about how you feel like there's going to be 10 games a season where you shoot the lights out of the gym. There's going to be 10 games of the season where you shoot average, and then there's going to be 10 games of the season where you couldn't hit the water if you fell out of a boat shooting from the floor. This was definitely one of those games where the Ducks were hitting shots. That's why they won by 21. But say this is a game where Oregon shoots its season average of right around 43-44%. The Ducks still win this game. I I think handily. They don't win by 21, but I think that it's. I feel like this was an example, though, of how good Oregon can be when they're getting open shots. Especially because on threes, they were 54% from downtown, 13 for 24, and they made some threes early. USC actually never led in the game. This was Oregon's game the entire way through. I bring all that up because I felt like the way that Oregon closed the first half was really important. Here's why. The Ducks actually have been really, really bad at the end of first halves this season. Against UCLA, though, it wasn't that way. Against USC, it wasn't that way. The Ducks, although UCLA and USC went on a 6-0 run and a 7-0 run, respectively, at the end of the first halves, the Ducks were still better in the first half in these games. I felt like this was a step forward in starting better and finishing the first half better. And then the way Oregon maintained the lead and continued to play, I thought, fast-paced, scoring some buckets, the Ducks didn't relinquish the lead to USC like they did against UCLA. Don't get me wrong. UCLA, that was a perfect storm. Everything went UCLA's way, and Oregon did them some favors down the stretch as well, for sure. But with all this in mind, the Ducks made a season high in three-pointers. Peyton Pritchard is now two points away from 1,000 in his career which is pretty impressive, actually. There's only a few Ducks that have done that. And I know in the era where guys leave school earlier than they used to, and Peyton Pritchard, though, two points away from 1,000, let's take a moment and just recognize how cool that is. He's going to get it on the road. I would imagine he probably gets it Thursday night against Arizona. The Wildcats are a tough matchup next on the horizon for the Ducks. We'll talk about that. But Peyton Pritchard, that's a heck of an accomplishment when he gets to 1,000 points in his career. I think that Paul White, was a huge key for Oregon in this game against USC and in the game against UCLA. In fact, Paul White's been averaging about 19 points per game, 18 points per game in the last few. He tied his career high in points against USC, and I think the biggest thing for Paul White is he's got to stay out of foul trouble. He only had two fouls in the game against USC where he tied his career high of 19 points. He was efficient, 6 of 12 from the floor, shooting 50%. The Ducks need that sort of calming veteran presence that Paul White brings, and I thought that this was a prime example of how good the Ducks can be when Paul White is playing at his best and when he can get into a rhythm. I've always gotten the feeling that because Paul White has gotten into foul trouble, it sort of interrupted his rhythm frequently throughout his career at Oregon. Last couple games, hasn't been a problem. And I think he's had the rhythm that the Ducks have have kind of needed from him. And his play in conference games, I think, is huge. Especially Kenny Wooten trying to work his way back. He got fitted for that mask. He's trying to get comfortable with it and be healthy enough to play after breaking his jaw before Christmas. If he can come back, that gives the Ducks nine healthy scholarship players, which, by the way, that was awesome. You saw the two non-scholarship players get in the game and Luke Osborne and, and Will Johnson. That was awesome. I imagine for Will Johnson, one of the coolest things would have been if he had gotten in against UCLA, because his grandfather is a UCLA Hall of Famer, believe it or not. Marcus Johnson is Will Johnson's grandfather. The point is, when you can get the walk-ons into a game, that's awesome, and Right now, the Ducks have 10 healthy players that are on the roster. A practice player, too, but 10 healthy players that are on the roster. It's hard to go full five-on-five five in practice when, when you have just those 10 guys. So having Kenny Wooten come back will help, not just in games, but at practice as well. Perhaps the biggest development for the Ducks in the last three games, though, has been Lewis King. It's going to be really interesting to watch his development moving forward, and also to see how much attention he grabs from opposing coaches. Are we going to see Lou King starting to get double teamed soon? Uh, It may happen, honestly, against Arizona. He scored 19 points against USC, and he is averaging 19.3 points per game, 9.3 rebounds per game, just over two assists per game, and he's shooting 41% on threes. Started out a little cold. I think he was a little inefficient scoring, and against Oregon State, he kind of had that breakout performance, even though that the Ducks lost. Lou King has, I think, taken a huge, huge step forward. He's the top-scoring freshman through two weeks in Pac-12 play. He's top five overall in Pac-12 games and second overall in rebounding. That's great from a potential freshman of the year. I mean, I, I don't know. I see Matthew asking, excuse me, is King expected to be a one-and-done? I don't know if Lou has actually talked about that. I'm sure he's going to get asked about it, but as a five-star athlete, certainly I think maybe the best way to answer that question to the best of my ability, Matthew, is I think that he has the ability and the potential, and he certainly has the NBA body to be a one-and-done. He's six foot nine, guys. He's six foot nine. He plays like a two-guard. That's the modern NBA. They want guys with length. And what I've actually been really impressed with with Lou King and why I think he has the ability to go to the NBA and be really successful, honestly, maybe whenever he wants is one, he's gotten back healthy, and although he didn't play in a game since last January, made his debut in December, Lou King, I felt like, got back up to speed really, really quickly. Guys that aren't just naturally gifted, or at least as naturally gifted as he is, don't get back up to speed the way that he did. I'm also really impressed with his effort defensively. I think Lou King gives you a lot defensively, and so if Louis King wants to be a one-and-done, he probably could be, but... I don't know if he's actually talked about if he plans to be or not. I think injuries certainly have knocked him down a little bit on some of those potential draft boards. But I'm sure, Matthew, that he'll get asked about it in the next, uh, I would imagine if he keeps playing like this, maybe sooner rather than later, but probably in the next few weeks. I think he is potentially the Pac-12 freshman of the year. And what's amazing about that is if Bowl was healthy for the Ducks, you get the feeling that both Bull and King probably are in a position to be both competing for that Pac-12 Freshman of the Year crown. It's kind of amazing. We're going to hear from Dan Altman coming up here. Uh, he talked with the media after the ball game against USC. Also going to hear from Victor Bailey Jr. and Peyton Pritchard. Take a look at the Pac-12 standings. Look ahead to Arizona. Talk women's basketball. Kobe Bryant watched him play. Kelly Graves and his team seem to be rocking and rolling. And Kyler Murray today announced that he's declaring for the NFL draft. I do want to talk about that here on Duck Insider. We're back with more after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. At Shadow
6: Hills Country Club, it starts with the golf and turns into a lifetime of memories. Shadow Hills Country Club provides a peaceful, natural setting with a standard of excellence in course conditions in any weather that is unsurpassed in the entire Willamette Valley. With a championship course, an expansive practice facility and clubhouse, fine dining and a swimming pool, Shadow Hills Country Club offers the amenities of a family resort just minutes from downtown Eugene. Shadow Hills Country Club. Call us today.
1: When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And OnPoint Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. OnPoint is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at OnPointCU.com. Betterly insured by NCUA Equal Opportunity Lender.
4: Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
7: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo.
3: Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in if we get a puppy, I'll hundo P. always walk it.
2: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent.
5: Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org.
7: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Kids, and the Ad Council.
6: Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like?
8: Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No.
6: No, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly
3: work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
5: For Pritchard. Picks up the dribble. Pass to Ameen, To Richardson driving down the right baseline. Runner is good. Floater about ten feet away from the basket, and he toilet bolted in. 14-9, Oregon leading. That's a great description. Exactly what it was. Around and around and down. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, that was from our broadcast. Uh, I had to have a little fun with you, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Randy Anthony had the highlight back there, and he saved it for us. That was the perfect description of what the ball did. It it, it went like a toilet ball. I'm telling we you, played that it at was halftime during accurate...
9: the uh, Coors Light uh, from the Coors Light studio in the Toyota halftime.
5: we, yeah. qu- we played that because of because the... <laughs> I mean, it said... was an accurate description, right? I mean, you were watching the game while I was calling it, Randy. That was an accurate description of what happened. Very accurate, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I I can't say that I've ever made a call. Uh, That's not true. I have used the phrase, toilet bowls in, not on an Oregon radio broadcast, but I have used the phrase on a broadcast Toilet bowl has been
9: previously um, been reserved for that football game that Jorky played in.
5: Yes, that is correct.
9: Previous to now.
5: The last time that uh, a NCAA Division One college football game ended in a tie, of course, was a Civil War game, which we now refer to as the Mike Jorgensen Toilet Bowl. Yeah. Claim the fame.
8: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming.
5: That's Kelly Graves. We're going to hear from him coming up a little bit later on as we talk women's basketball, some big wins for the Ducks as they continue to rock and roll. They're number five in the women's basketball poll right now. Dana Altman, post game after the Ducks, bounced back in a big way, a 21-point win for Oregon over USC. The Ducks, uh, I think, found something maybe a little more confidence now, and they have to hit the road to Arizona and Arizona State coming up next. Dane Allman in the media room post game, talking about how the Ducks were able to get a big win over the Trojans. Obviously, you guys want to get
10: a win, but to do it the way you guys did, how important was that just for this team's
11: confidence been? Well, I, you know, the plus 11 on the boards was, you know, a big stat for us. Uh, you know, until... Uh, that last uh, eight-minute TV timeout and uh, the first 12, 13 minutes of the second half, we didn't have a turnover, and then we turned it over a lot down the last eight minutes. But you know, when we built our lead, you know, we didn't turn the ball over. So I thought those two stats were were really important. Uh, you know, seven different guys hitting threes. You know, you like to see them sharing the ball like that. And you know, it was the first time in a long time we, we shot the ball really well. So. Uh, I thought our ball movement there was a little better, and we did a better job making some plays for each other. Um, you know, Paul and, and Lou were really good. You know, they really hit shots, made plays, and I thought both of them uh, played awfully well.
10: And on paper, this is the second-best win of the season in terms of that. It's really not even all that close, especially in terms of margin of the play for you. know, you did. 72 hours ago, have you ever foresee?
6: Is
11: kind of responsibly to, to that? Well, I, I – you know, the guys really responded well. The two practices that we had uh, um, Friday and Saturday, as I mentioned, I was glad we had an extra day just to, you know, help them out a little bit more. And uh, But they – you know, they were upbeat. Uh, and, you know, my staff did a great job, you know, staying upbeat and, and getting them ready. Um, you know, so – you know uh, – They had a tough game, too, you know, overtime loss. So it was kind of who responded the best and who came back the best. And, you know, with Paul and, and, uh, you know, Peyton being solid and our our vets, you know, and Lou playing really good. P.J. was solid. You know, I I just thought a lot of people contributed. So, you know, I was really pleased with the way they practiced and and came back. Um, You know, we... You know, we took a punch all together, and and, uh, and the way they got came back was was really good. I was I was glad to see it. Paul, in he's had a
10: couple of scoring games. I feel like he's kind of he's kind of go back into that middle for you. it feel like maybe he's kind of finding some some spots there that instead of having to go on the perimeter, like he was more
11: in Well, I you know I thought he did a good job picking and choosing. He you know he took five threes and hit three of them, which which helps anybody. Um, you know got. Some rebounds, but um, you know, I just thought he was solid in all aspect. Took another charge. You know, he set in a great tone for us there, and um, so, like I said, I thought he played really good. And uh, you know, it's it's really good to have him in there. You know, say with Francis or with Miles. You know, because he can help those guys out. You know, they're they're trying to get their feet wet, get in there. But I, I thought I think having him in there with with Paul really helps
10: goes out with two fouls early. That takes kind of changes around. What you guys want to do too? Gives you a little bit more freedom, maybe inside, but within not it
11: up. Yeah, he's. You know, you talk about how you want your players to look at development. You know, as a freshman, you know he was so so, and then last year he got a little better, and then this year fifteen and ten. You know, he's he's making a nice step every year. You know, he's really worked at his game, and uh, you know, offensively tonight he was five for seven. You know, I mean he. Uh, we had a hard time stopping him. He's pretty skilled and his little jump hook in there and drove it at us a couple of times. So uh, he's, he's a very good player, and you know, those two quick fouls definitely hurt his aggressiveness. Yeah.
5: Dan Altman talking with the media in the media room postgame after the Ducks got the win over USC. First Pac-12 win for the Ducks in their 10th overall win of the season. Got to go on a little run here, and maybe on the road against Arizona and Arizona State is when the Ducks will be able to do it. We'll talk more about that coming up. Going to hear from Victor Bailey Jr., Peyton Pritchard, their thoughts post game, and again, Peyton Pritchard closing in on 1,000 career points in an Oregon uniform. We'll tell you about that and take a look at the Pac-12 standings as well. Some important things to note in the Pac-12 standings. Next time we'll hear from Dane Altman. We'll be on Tip-Off Tuesday presented by The Cooler, the Oregon Basketball Coaches Show coming your way tomorrow. 7.05 across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. If you can't tune in live on one of our affiliate stations, you can always subscribe to our podcast via the podcast service of your choice. Search for Oregon IMG Sports Network. Dane Altman, Kelly Graves, every week on Tip-Off Tuesday with myself and Terry Johns, presented by The Cooler, voted the number one sports bar in eugene coming up next we're gonna hear from victor bailey jr peyton pritchard their thoughts on men's basketball and getting ready for a matchup with arizona and arizona state we'll tell you more about that take a look at the standings too here on the oregon img sports
3: it's time to turn heads in a toyota turn up your style turn up your fun turn up your comfort this winter turn heads in a toyota visit your local toyota dealer or buy toyota.com to find yours toyota let's go places
10: I fight like a duck with clinical trials so our patients have access to the newest cancer medicines, like immunotherapy.
2: I fight like a duck with the latest surgical procedures so that my patients with gynecologic cancers can have the most precise care with the least invasive technologies.
3: As a patient, I fight like a duck to beat prostate cancer with advanced radiation techniques like space oil. And WVCI is the only one in the area that offers it. Fight like a duck with Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. It's time to turn heads in a Toyota. Turn up your style. Turn up your fun. Turn up your comfort. This winter, turn heads in a Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealer or buy at toyota.com to find yours. Toyota. Let's go places.
4: This is Duck Insider from IMG. From IMG, America's home for college sports.
2: Hey you! Yeah you! Hi,
5: I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this timeout to give you a few tips on ways to reduce stormwater pollution. Number one, fix any leaks your vehicle may be dripping on roadways. Number two, pick up after your pets. If they, uh, you know, go while walking, these items can get washed down the storm drain when it rains and end up polluting our lakes and streams. Please remember to hop to it, protect our water, because clean water is everyone's responsibility.
4: This message brought to you by stormwater mascot Lenny the Lifeguard. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably
5: okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just pop some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a
3: mistake.
1: Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
5: Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I said we were going to hear from Peyton Pritchard. We we might hear from him maybe another time this week, but it's actually Victor Bailey Jr. and Paul White. My bad. Victor Bailey Jr. has been, I think, playing extremely well in Oregon's starting lineup. You heard me talk about, I think, the importance of Paul White. But Victor Bailey Jr. was 4 of 7 from the floor 10 points scored. He was 1-for-2 from 3. The biggest thing for Victor Bailey Jr. is always going to be defense. And Coach Altman, I think, was happier with the way that Victor Bailey Jr. was playing defense. He talked with the media, as did Paul White, scoring 19 points, tying his career high, and he was 6-for-12 from the floor. Some good takeaways from the Duck players. Victor Bailey Jr. and Paul White talking with the media after the Ducks, drubbing of USC, and now getting ready for Arizona and Arizona State. Victor Bailey Jr. and Paul White talking with the media. Yeah, I feel like
10: A complete game.
12: Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we, we. I think we finished out better than we have in the past. I think we just, uh, you know, guys talking and, um, you know, keeping the energy up and uh, staying focused and being able to finish it out. Yeah, just 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 talking and 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 being engaged with our teammates and, and being engaged in the game and uh, being ready to come out uh, aggressive and uh, I think we did that.
7: Yeah, uh, the very next day uh, at our practice, um, he was, you know, kind of spewing out all different kind of quotes. But the message of it was was that um, things happen, and uh, you got to move on. Uh, I think one of the things that kind of he was driving home to us is that, you know, NBA NBA guys have to deal with this all the time. Um, You know, a tough loss, you have to get right back up on your horse, and you know, you have to swing away. So, uh, I think for us, we kind of did the best we could tonight. Um, and, you know, even, even towards the end of the game, there was some kind of mishaps. But at the end of the day, I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my team and the way that we responded.
10: How, how important ball was it for not only to get the win, but the, the way you guys did it, dominating start to finish, and
7: they never had the lead at one point? In the yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's very important, especially for, you know, a young group. Um, it's easy – for a group, say, that comes from high school that uh, is probably dominating the entire high school circuit. Uh, and you know when they have to step into a situation where they have to be disciplined and teach themselves how to bounce back, uh, this, I think, is a great way uh, to show people that, you know what I'm saying, and, and not only them, but you know what I'm saying, our fans and things like that, that we're still going to fight um, no matter the circumstances. So, like I said, I mean, I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of the young guys. I'm proud of, you know, the uh, all the way up to the managers and the coaching staff. So. Can
10: you explain, Paul, your offensive numbers the last three games, probably your three best games as that What's kind of been clicking and did you expect that this would come and have an a up and down outcome?
7: Yeah, I mean, I've always known I could play. Um, I just think it's more so about uh, assuming a different role for this team. Um, you know, I'm – very willing to do whatever my team needs and uh, it just, the game has been coming to me so, you know, I'm just not trying to force anything and um, I mean, luckily, it's been working in my favor. The
10: certain shots you kind of maybe focusing on and
7: to find Yeah, uh, well, I mean um, you know, I just think for me personally uh, I've started to look for more shots rather than just say a three-pointer um, or a post-up, so just kind of with the in-between game and sometimes putting the ball on the floor, uh, I think has kind of been the difference. I think about it, the Oregon State game, about trying to – you guys have
10: to find stylistically how you're going to be able to play before the game comes back. Do you think, especially these last games, even with the loss, you guys were playing in regulation somewhere in the 60s possession
7: lines, that mm. this clearly is working? Anybody – I mean, you shoot 55% is really going to work, but mm.
12: do you think you guys have found – uh, I'm, I mean you know we, we work on it in practice every day you know these are things that um, we try and improve on every day um, uh, talking and, and, and being one uh, in practice you know we've been turning it up a lot you know especially with these with these losses um, you know Paul has been doing a great job of stepping up hating guys like that leaders um, talking and just getting guys more engaged and I, I think it's just a matter of uh, us coming together and, and being a team and I think we'll be fine like that
10: Paul well, it goes out early on with the two fouls. I assume you guys figured he'd be part of the plan, and then he goes out early and kind of takes him out of
7: it. Who did you say? They're
10: 31. Oh, kind of yeah. Two early fouls. That changed kind of your guess thinking not
7: having him in there? Uh, I mean, it was good that it happened, but it didn't change anything for our game plan, I don't think. Um He's a great player. We've talked about him in the scouting reports. Um But – you know just the next man coming off the bench we weren't going to say that it was you know a, a let off from him because you never know you <clears throat> turn your back on someone in the Pac12 and they can maybe light you up for 20 uh, unexpectedly unexpectedly so i think for us we just kept our heads down and just kept swinging away and kept fighting uh no matter who was on the floor and um i think the reser- <clears throat> results turned out well
10: Break your the guys law- Sorry, go ahead. Break your You feel like the locker room was like after this game. You feel like this was sort of that confidence
12: boost that you guys maybe needed going forward. No, yeah. We, I mean, we want to take this energy into into Arizona, Arizona State. Um, you know, coach talked to us about you know keeping energy up, and um, I think you know a win like this definitely is good for us. You know, uh, you know having a lead like this, um, and uh, I think going into Arizona State uh, in Arizona, we just got to you know stay with the same energy and. Same push and, and keep our foot on the pedal. So you guys uh, made 13
10: threes tonight shot with uh, percent. Did you guys – was that in the game plan? Did you want to take a lot of threes tonight or were those just the shots
12: that were – uh, I think it's just, just finding the open guy. You know, we, we, we practice finding the open guy and, and practice a lot. Um, all of us can hit shots. Um, it's just a matter of, of, of uh, you know, hitting the open guy. And, you know, once we do that, I think we'll hit shots. The last two games, your ball
10: movement's been the best of the this year?
7: Uh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's been something that we've definitely talked about in our practice, in our practices, and something that Coach really wants us to carry over from practice into the game. So, for sure. I think, uh, you know, not to jinx us, but, yeah. <laughs> Blue obviously missed a couple games, but now he's back in the frame. What is that? What is he? How has he been in- I'm so sorry. I was just so focused on me saying jinx that I I, <laughs> I, I just zoned out. So what did you say? has Lou impacted the game for you guys? Uh oh, well Lou has been great. Um ever since he's he's came back. Uh I think people are really starting to see the, the talent that he is. Um, the steps that he's taken since that he's come back uh from that that injury. You know, uh I think he's had a great attitude uh this entire time. Um and Right now, you know, like he's producing and he's he's more than capable th- uh, to continue to produce. So, you know, I mean, I'm happy for him. And uh, I know that our team really needs that kind of production.
10: Dropping the first two at home, Paul, I assume and going
7: on the road for a tough one with there a little extra agency night that you guys had to get with opening the season with three at home? Yeah. I mean, you know, it would have been nice to be 3-0 and right now. Uh especially with that UCLA game. But, like I said, that was something that Coach kind of talked to us about, is that uh, you can't change what's in the past. You can only worry about what's in, what's in front of you. So, um, going forward, now that we have the Arizona schools, um, we're going to rely on the coaches to draw up a good game plan and try to execute it to the best that we can. And uh, as long as we play hard, make plays for our teammates, uh, you know, I feel like uh, – you know, we have to be happy with the results no matter what.
5: Always a good interview. Paul White post game, and Victor Bailey Jr. is talking with the media. I love that. He was so focused on not jinxing the Ducks uh, that he missed the question. That Oh, that was funny. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to play that for you. I got a kick out of it. Sometimes it's fun when you – honestly, I, I think this happens a lot, particularly in football actually because you don't really see the guys' faces. They're always out there in helmets, and they're just a helmet and a number a lot of times, and – that's one of those moments where you get to know those guys. That's how Paul is. I mean that, that that's Paul White in a nutshell. I can tell you that from just being around him like I have at practice and on the trips. That that was him in a nutshell <laughs> and it oh it cracked me up. The Pac twelve is kind of all over the place right now. The Ducks are taking on first place Arizona on Thursday at six o'clock. Five thirty pregame with myself here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Arizona's thirteen and four overall. The Huskies are 12 and 4 overall and Oregon State 11 and 4 overall. Those are the only undefeated teams left in the Pac-12. Arizona 4 and 0, Washington 3 and 0 and Oregon State's 3 and 0. UCLA is 3 and 1 after Oregon State beat them 79 to 66. Ducks kicking themselves cuz they really feel like they could be 2 and 1 right now, which would put Oregon square in fourth place in the Pac-12. Instead, they're one and two, and they're sitting behind two and two Arizona State, two and two USC, two and two Utah, and three and one UCLA. I think that the expectation—I actually got asked today, doing a radio interview in Roseburg—what the expectation is for the team. And I feel like with the way the Pac-12 is right now, the expectation is still to compete for the Pac-12 championship. If you're the Ducks, especially once you get to Vegas, and if you're thinking about taking a vacation sometime in March, maybe. I'm telling you guys, go to Vegas. Um, this is a fun tournament, and this year is going to be a really, really fun tournament. Uh, I would encourage you to think about heading out there, especially if you want to take a maybe a long vacation. The women's basketball tournament is in Vegas the weekend before the men's basketball tournament is in Vegas this year. It's kind of awesome. So the Ducks have an opportunity against Arizona, as Dane Altman would say, swing away. Duck's got to find a way to swing away and make something happen. I want to discuss Kyler Murray declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, we'll also jump into some men's tennis and women's tennis as they get going this week. And we have a lot to talk about with women's basketball. We've got Kelly Graves and Satu Sabali talking about Kobe Bryant being in attendance for the Duck women's games. That's coming up. Duck Insider here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
6: At Shadow Hills Country Club, it starts with the golf and turns into a lifetime of memories. Shadow Hills Country Club provides a peaceful, natural setting with a standard of excellence in course conditions in any weather that is unsurpassed in the entire Willamette Valley. With a championship course, an expansive practice facility and clubhouse, fine dining and a swimming pool, Shadow Hills Country Club offers the amenities of a family resort just minutes from downtown Eugene. Shadow Hills Country Club. Call us today.
1: When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And OnPoint Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. OnPoint is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at OnPointCU.com. Betterly insured by NCUA Equal Opportunity Lender
4: more Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
1: I
2: rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right
1: then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star,
0: and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
4: Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock T-shirt in the back of your closet. <laughs>
5: Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I saw Thomas's question. Saw Paul White holding his arm late in the game. Is he okay? As far as I know, yes. Uh, usually, if a guy gets banged up, they wouldn't go do post game media interviews. That's kind of my. <laughs> that's actually kind of my expert take, <laughs> if there is such a thing on those sorts of questions. But, yeah, I think he's okay, Thomas, in all seriousness. For women's basketball coming up, uh, the Ducks are still undefeated in conference play, looking good. They beat USC in a big way Friday. Kobe Bryant was there, met the team in the locker room. That was awesome. And in the process of that game, Sabrina Ionescu became the all-time assist leader at Oregon. Another impressive accomplishment, one of a few from Sabrina Ionescu. And at UCLA on Sunday, the Ducks won by 20. Yeah. Satu Sabali has been great in conference games. We're going to hear from her coming up in just a little while. And I mentioned this earlier. I want to mention it again. Maite Kazorla and Adi Gilden became the winningest players in program history with 95 victories and still counting with the win over UCLA. And it's a good birthday present for Kelly Graves. Happy birthday to Kelly Graves today. Kelly Graves sat down with Terry Johns on the postgame radio show yesterday, and we have that for you to look back on the weekend that was with the Ducks getting some big-time wins. Kelly Graves talking with Terry Johns on the postgame show. The battle of the boards,
9: you knew that coming in, and you dominated and won the game.
8: We did. I I thought the job we did on the glass. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for coming. All right. Um, uh, Yeah, I I just thought our energy level on the boards tonight was incredible. I'm so proud of them. And uh, if we can add that dynamic, that (laughs) dimension to our offense, man, we'll really – uh be be tough to beat but this was a heck of a a, a game today but a heck of a road trip man we we played well down here i I don't know if any duck teams ever uh put a licking on two teams like this i mean that uh you know total of 60 points combined
9: and in L.A., last year was the first time a road sweep yeah. for the Ducks in Los Angeles. Now you did it back-to-back.
8: Yeah, yeah, and we, we really earned it. I, I don't honestly think we were at best tonight. You know, I don't think <laughs> Sab had a, a normal Sabrina game. And, uh, you know, Ruthie uh, was, uh, y- you know, I thought it in the first half, you know, again, missed some shots she normally makes. But in the second half, she was a complete beast and, and played great. I thought Audie came in and did a nice job for us tonight. I thought Maite played a great second half. Um, just offensively, they really had no answer. They were going back and forth from the zone to the man, and that zone we just chewed them up. They, yeah. you know, they they, didn't, they didn't have stuff, much isn't? answer for
9: that. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. nineteen points, eighteen rebounds, new career high in rebounds for Ruthie. Ten offensive rebounds,
8: ten off ten offensive that's rebounds. Amazing. The Ducks got to make more baskets. Yeah, if she's getting ten <laughs> offensive <laughs> rebounds, then that's too many.
9: Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, not your normal uh, shooting percentage end up 44%, just uh, 29% of that fourth quarter. But the beginning of the fourth quarter, you went on a 15-2 to two yeah. start and kind of put it away and just uh, took the heart out of him, did
8: you? We, we did. Yeah, we did. And then, you know, from there it was just kind of, you know, we managed the time, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I, I Thinking it again, I probably wouldn't hold the ball like we did. I, I, I would prefer us get a lot more movement. I'm not sure tonight uh, we moved the ball like we normally do as attested by the 13 assists. You know, we played a lot more one-on-one, and that's okay. We, we, we wanted, there were certain matchup advantages that we wanted and to exploit, and we did for the most part, and so that took some one-on-one basketball, but that's typically not how we like to play.
9: Yeah, Speaking of, I know she only had four points, but Aaron Boley. Where we saw her score inside the two buckets yeah. that she had instead of the outside. And and I've seen that in practice, so I know she has that part of her game, but haven't really seen that much in the game.
8: Yeah, we tried to set her up. You know, they, they had the little kid on her a couple of times, and, uh, and, and you know, kids executed and got it to her for, for easy looks inside. Um, But, you know, she she didn't have a a typical air in game, but that's okay. You know, any given night, it's another player, and and our kids have to understand that. Against Washington, it was feed bowly, feed bowly, feed Boley. Well, tonight, we're looking to do other things for other people. Yeah,
9: Ruthie inside, as we talked about, and then uh, we're going to keep talking about Satu because she is – phenomenal with 19 points 11 rebounds three of six for three seven of 15 from the field perfect at the line two for two yeah that kid uh, as we have talked about is she's figured out how good she is and she's putting it on display
8: yes she is <laughs> and so we we uh it, it's hard sometimes to share we have so many weapons <laughs> offensively true. that it's 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 difficult it really is because you want them to all be involved i think we have the right type of play offense for that, but, you know, you just got to keep feeding that hot hand.
9: How about Maite? Picked up a couple of quick fouls in about the first three and a half minutes, but uh, you can trust her to put her back in, can't yeah. you? In yeah, that I thought Maite
8: was great. She started attacking and getting into the paint and kind of penetrating uh, along that baseline a la steve nash used to do and and it it puts a lot of pressure on the defense and it opens up a lot of uh, shooters because the defense has to collapse she did a lot of that just on her own because she's a smart player so um uh, good for her that's that's uh, that's a hell, heck of an effort and uh uh, Taylor, you know, came in and didn't get, didn't do as much as she did the other game. But, you know, that's okay. She, she was solid. And then Audie, I thought, gave us a huge lift yeah. off the bench. So, uh, good team effort, buddy.
9: All right, 15 and right, 15-1, and 4-0 start here to the conference. Get ahead back home. The Arizona school's coming. And uh, you got to feel good. As you said, uh, this team is playing at a very, very high level.
8: We are. And, buddy, defensively, I thought yeah. this was a good, good weekend. Because. I thought we were locked in. They they're playing to the game plan and playing players to their weaknesses and um I I love it, man. I love it. They it just goes to show you they they can lock in if if we need to. And um they and they did this weekend.
9: All right, coach. Congratulations. Okay, yeah. Now hurry up so we can get out hurry of up, here. We can go get something to eat. Yeah.
8: Okay. We, you're always the last one on the bus, bro. I don't know
9: how that works. What's the deal? I don't know. Well, it's all this can
8: fancy d- equipment. Can you get somebody to help you? What does Joe do? Yeah. On, <laughs> <With> honestly, <laughs>
9: what does Joe he do? He says, I'll see you on the bus. That's what he, <laughs> he does. Says, you can Pack it up. Thanks yourself. a lot. That's, what, that's the way to Because I, uh, I
8: think we've probably earned a little in and out or something. <laughs> that sounds good. Ma- maybe yeah. a Chick-fil-A or something. Yeah, I don't something know what like time that. the flight is, but yeah. anyway. Yeah.
9: We, we got a little bit of time, but we, we do need to
5: get going. Okay. Good job, buddy. Appreciate it.
9: Thanks for coming in.
5: Those are the hard-hitting, important things on the postgame show is where's dinner and how fast can we get on the bus? That's why Terry and I are always busting out of everywhere we are to make it to the bus and make sure we can go get some dinner. That's Kelly Graves, a very happy Kelly Graves after yeah, the Ducks win food in reference. L.A. We did get one in today by a combined 60 points. That's pretty incredible. Satu Sabali was a little starstruck, actually. And I, I want to play this conversation. This was after the UCLA game. Terry Johns sat down with Satu Sabali on the postgame show, talked with her about beating UCLA, and, or excuse me, beating USC and doing all the good things. So this was actually after the USC game when Kobe Bryant was there. And this was a cool thing for women's basketball. Satu Sabali talking with Terry Johns on the postgame show for a couple minutes. I want to play it for you because they had some fun with it.
9: Here's Satu uh, grab that and we'll <laughs> go ahead and have a seat. As, uh you're kind of popular here? I know I know you 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 put on a show and it was for Kobe, but uh, I understand he was in the locker room. How about that? Whoops! I, let me hang out. Let me turn
2: you up. There you go. Um, I'm starstruck. <laughs> <You are. laughs> I can't talk. I can't breathe. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy. He signed a really important book to me and. Um, oh. He signed my shoe, and I'm, I have a picture with him. My life is complete. So.
9: Yeah. All right. Well, this mm-hmm. game tonight, you guys uh, started off uh, real well, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of kept going, didn't you?
2: Yeah, we did. Um, we I don't know. We just had a really good game, really good, um, just like posture, I would say, because we never really had a good game against UC. That's what our coaches said, like to the beginning, and we really just wanted to come out aggressive and like take advantage of our talents.
9: Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I mean, you know, we've talked about, I think it was at Mm -hmm. South Dakota State. I think when the the coaches, they kind of said, you know, boy, boy, there's a new energy level Mm -hmm. from Sato. And I thought you gave a great answer that you're in your second year. You're just, you kind of know what to expect now, don't you?
2: I do. Um, I wouldn't say it's a lot easier, but it is a lot easier than last year, just coming into games, knowing what I have to expect. And like, even in the scoutings, I can concentrate more on the others than on myself. And um, I don't know, like, I love it this year. I have so much fun.
9: <laughs> yeah, you're really driving to the hoop a, a lot yeah. more, I think, than you did previously. And when you have shooters, you being one of them, mm-hmm. the floor is spread. Yeah. And there you go.
2: Mm-hmm. It helps me a lot that everyone in our team can shoot like that. I mean, it just frees up the lanes, and um, that's the best thing I can do. So, yeah, I love driving to the basket.
9: <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's let's go uh, celebrate for a moment and then get ready for UCLA. Nice job.
2: Yes, thank you, Terry. All right, thank <laughs> you. Satu
9: Sabali. Uh, with 26.7 rebounds on 9-of-18 shooting, 5-of-9. Hey, 5-of-9 from uh, three-point landed, 3-of-4. Uh,
5: three they're a happy bunch of Ducks. They know they're playing well, and they're working their tails off. The it's impressive what the Ducks are doing right now, and Terry summed it up well. Uh, Satu Sabli is averaging over 23 points per game in conference play, and a little Star Trek meeting Kobe Bryant. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, that's a cool deal. If you haven't seen the video, in fact, a uh, Quack Video alum, Callan Ellers, who works for NFL Network down in Los Angeles, she filmed all of the stuff that the Ducks did with Kobe Bryant. There's an awesome video on the Oregon Women's Basketball social media channels. encourage you to check it out. It's well worth your time. And, Callan, I'm glad that you got to work for the Ducks again. You came out of Duck retirement. I'm happy about that. I want to take a break. We'll come back. Your cafe um, on 2-Minute Drill taking a look at the UW preview. Oregon track and field got six victories. We'll tell you about those. Tennis season is back this week, and Kyler Murray declaring for the NFL draft. I want to talk about that a little bit here coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
3: It's time to turn heads in a Toyota. Turn up your style. Turn up your fun. Turn up your comfort. This winter, turn heads in a Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealer or buyatoyota.com to find yours. Toyota, let's go places.
10: I fight like a duck with clinical trials, so our patients have access to the newest cancer medicines, like immunotherapy.
2: I fight like a duck with the latest surgical procedures, so that my patients with gynecologic cancers can have the most precise care with the least invasive technologies.
3: As a patient, I fight like a duck to beat prostate cancer, with advanced radiation techniques like space and WVCI is the only one in the area that offers it. Fight like a duck. With Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. It's time to turn heads in a Toyota. Turn up your style. Turn up your fun. Turn up your comfort. This winter, turn heads in a Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealer or buyatoyota.com to find yours. Toyota, let's go places.
4: Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from IMG.
3: Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. And now I know
8: what a miracle feels like. My new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up be a part of that. Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue
0: donor. Go to organdonor.gov.
3: U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration.
0: Many medicines used
3: to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit FDA.gov slash OTC Pain Info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration.
5: On Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union. Today's show brought to you by the North Fork Public House. They've got one of Eugene's best happy hours in Crescent Village here in Eugene. Tuesday through Sunday, happy hour is, or the shop is open, I should say. But happy hour Tuesday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 9 p.m. to close, and all day on Sunday. All day on Sunday is what the cheers for. Get the fried chicken. You won't regret it. You can thank me later. Kyler Murray deciding that it's time to declare for the NFL draft. How about that? Um, that is interesting. Interesting. Some thoughts on that, but first, your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. Men's basketball bouncing back, a 21-point win over USC. Women's basketball combined 60 points. We've been talking about it. They beat UCLA and USC. Some impressive performances from women's basketball. And the Washington preview is its officially track season in Eugene. The Oregon track and field team opened the 2019 indoor campaign with six wins up in Seattle. Ducks got them from Riker Daniel, Eric Edwards Jr., Jacoby McNamara, Natty Raming, Jasmine Reed, and Kayla Robinson. Six Ducks produced top 20 national marks in Seattle. That's amazing. In the men's 60, Orane Palmer, Cravon Gillespie, and Spencer Schmidt all with top 20 national marks. Jasmine Reed in the women's 60, and in the 60-meter hurdles, Eric Edward Jr., and in the women's 60-meter hurdles, Kayla Robinson. Those are all top 20 national marks in Seattle to start the indoor season. And Robert Johnson said quote, this is a meet we've used to see where we are after our fall training when the lights come on. We certainly saw some good performances. Those wins and PRs are always a high point and the types of performances we strive for in our program. We also saw some spots that we'll need to retool over the next 10 days before heading to Arkansas. The Ducks are now, what, eight days away from traveling to Arkansas for their next indoor meet as women's and men's track and field on the indoor season is officially upon us. Men's tennis and women's tennis are back at it starting the spring season this week. Loyola Marymount is in town on Friday for the Ducks, a 5 o'clock start at the Student Tennis Center. Women's tennis in action for the first time in the winter slash spring season. And men's tennis will take on Idaho at 10 a.m. on Sunday at the Men's Tennis Center and Seattle at the Men's Tennis Center at the Student Tennis Center for men's tennis, I should say. That's a tongue twister at 3 o'clock on Sunday. So a doubleheader for men's tennis on Sunday and the women getting underway on Friday. Men's basketball is at Arizona and at Arizona State Thursday and Saturday, respectively, 6 o'clock and 6.30. And Oregon women's basketball at home against Arizona State. That is a 6 o'clock start on Friday, and the Ducks will finish up the homestand against Arizona at noon on Sunday. That's your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. Cafe Yum restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington serving Northwest-inspired catering and takeout for your next gathering or meeting. Menus at Cafe Yum And a quick shout out to LaMichael James. He's now a restaurant owner. He's o- opening a Killer Burger franchise. LaMichael James is. How about that? That's pretty cool, actually, for LaMichael James. I'm sure you've probably seen it on. Twitter. I saw Brian Amaranthus uh, and Nick Krupke, a couple of the Portland media greats were up there talking with him. That's awesome. That's just a cool deal for for him. Meanwhile, for the NFL and conversation as it pertains to maybe playing baseball, if your name is Kyler Murray, that's an interesting one, isn't it? So a few things. Uh, Kyler Murray tweeted today that he is declaring for the NFL draft. Oh! He could be could be the first person ever picked in the first round of both the MLB and NFL drafts. Remember, he was a first-round pick of the Oakland Athletics in baseball before he played his season and his Heisman Trophy-winning he season in Oklahoma. Just a couple things. Uh, Cam Inman tweeted this. Uh, he covers the 49ers. And he said, uh, so what's more likely that the A's play in Oakland, Kyler Murray plays for the A's in Oakland, Kyler Murray plays for the Raiders in Oakland. What's more likely? I got a good laugh out of that. Kyler Murray wants to go play both? Why not? We'll see you tomorrow on the show.
4: No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban. Or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects, big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Question When you walk into
9: the boardrooms of the most successful
4: companies,
3: who do you meet? Answer, men and women who play high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question, so where will we find tomorrow's leaders?
6: Answer, high school sports. This message presented by the National Federation of State High School Associations and the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
4: Listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union, Better Banking, Local Solutions. With a special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins, Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college
7: sports. Look around, you can find cars like these on Auto Trader.